Hello, we are not available now. Please leave your name and phone number after the beep. We will return your call. Hey, huge fan. Been following for a while. Just have a quick question. By any chance, are you former Ravens Super Bowl MVP Joe Flacco? For the 50th time. 50. I can't believe I have to tell you fuckers this 50 times. I am not Joe Flacco. This is not Joe Flacco, the podcast. The news in the NFL right now is pretty much all Jamal Adams. Either it's Jamal Adams, a 49ers receiver gets hurt, or COVID-related. And sometimes two 49ers receivers get hurt, and a foot player from the 49ers all gets positive tested for COVID. All from like one little group. I get into this in the main segment, but guys, we should really start. Wear your fucking masks, people. Wear your masks, and we get football. New Zealand is playing sports with fans in the stadium. Because they did all this shit right. Wear your masks, and we get football. If you want football, wear your fucking mask. Anyways, uh, quick thoughts on the Niners. Uh, I was devastated by the Debo Samuel news. He broke. He has a Jones fracture in his foot, which uh, I don't know exactly what that is because, well, instead of doing medical school... I partied a lot in college, um, but uh, the, uh, the it's the same injury that Trent Taylor had. Trent Taylor basically hasn't been right for a year or two, so it's got that lingering in my head right now. Um, so, and then Richie James, who I like, but he's a kick returner. Um, he was going to struggle to make the team anyways. He broke a bone in his wrist. Oh, and by the way, somebody has the Rona. So, um, oh, and now the Niners are thinking about signing Des Bryant. So going from one of the fastest, most sudden run after the catch guys to being like, oh boy, Des Bryant. We, um, I mean, Des has caught a lot of touchdowns for a reason. He's not terrible. And, but he hasn't played in what two years now, so um, you know I'm I'd fine bring him to camp. What does not Joe give a fuck? Bring him to camp. Let's see what happens. See if he's got anything left in the old tank. Um, but uh, anyways, that's the Niner update. We are getting into the Jamal Adams stuff right after the goat. So Jamal Adams is back in the news. At least it's it was news last week, and nothing's happened since. So why don't we jump into it? So I think the key, and I've talked about Jamal Adams and the Jets on here in the past, and I think the Jets trading him, well, let's just start here, would be gigantically stupid. I think it's a severe breakdown in negotiating that, the Jets are even entertaining. I mean, Jamal Adams says, I want to be a Jet for life. And the Jets GM, who's wasn't the guy that drafted him, admittedly, but 
so he really didn't have to say this, but he's like, yeah, let's do it. And so they started negotiating with the guy that they've got a ton of control over. I mean, he's just going in. He just completed his third season. He's got his fourth season, his fifth-year option, and then a franchise tag. So the Jets have him under reasonable control for the next three seasons. So they should have all the leverage, except now Jamal Adams wants a trade. And he rattled off some really good teams that he wants to be traded to. I mean, we're talking the Chiefs, the Ravens, the Texans, the Seahawks, the 49ers, the Eagles, and the Cowboys. And I guess we can get to all those teams eventually. But the first thing would be, are we even going to have football? Well, are we? I mean, the 49ers just had a workout, an informal workout in Tennessee, and one of their one of the and there was only 15 guys there, not the 90 that come to camp. And one of those guys came down with with the with the Rona. 28 players from Clemson have it. 10% of the Texas football team has it. So it's like, this is, got my alarm going off in the background. This is, we are still in the middle of this. We, you know, the country just ticked back up over 30,000 cases nationwide. And sure, we're probably doing more testing, but you've got like crazy, like hot spots in Florida where I don't know if you know this, but there are. Three NFL teams. Are there four? No, there's three. Tampa Bay, Jacksonville, Miami. On top of that, Arizona, they got a football team. Uh, Texas isn't doing great. They've got two football teams, two of which are on Jamal Adams' list. So uh, COVID's not going away. And I think at this point, this close to July, where... The Hall of Fame game should be right around the corner, but they're not playing that for sure. Does anybody think that we're going to go from 30,000 cases a day down to something that's more manageable? And sure, you're going to say that, well, these guys aren't going to die, and they probably won't, but what does, let's just say they do play. So if they don't play, and we don't have football, then you're you're so you're probably wondering at this point why the fuck am I even talking about COVID? I'm talking about COVID because I think it's the key to this entire negotiation with Jamal Adams because everything hinges on whether or not they're playing because we don't know what next year's salary cap is going to look like. The salary cap doesn't have to go up, doesn't have to stay flat. It can go down. It's tied to revenue. And if there's no revenue or limited revenue, then the teams are, you know, we're going to see a falling salary cap. And you're looking at championship teams. Again, uh, you know, championship level teams. Chiefs, obviously, championship level. Ravens, number one team in the AFC last year. 
Texans, playoff team. Seahawks, playoff team. Niners, Super Bowl representative. Eagles, playoff team. Cowboys, good enough to win 10 games last year if probably they had their coaching right. And I, t- to me, a, a title game contender, NFC title game contender. If I was picking right now, I'd probably say Cowboys and Niners. So Jamal Adam wants to go to a winning team. The problem with winning teams is they're tight under the cap. Like the only team that's got real room there is apparently the Eagles. The Chiefs have the Chiefs couldn't buy a PlayStation 5 right now. The Ravens are are capped and they've got Earl Thomas. The Texans don't have any draft picks. So even if they've got the cap space, the Jets aren't going to want to do a trade with them. The Seahawks, you know, they just traded for Quandry Diggs. Is that his name? The Niners have no cap room. They've got a bunch of guys they got to sign. Trent Williams, Kittle. Um, uh, there's some guys that, you know, that they might not re-sign. Richard Sherman. Juszczyk is is up for a new contract after the season. But they're not. I think they took their shot last year. And I think they're going to have to be a little more responsible with their draft picks. Like they traded two big draft picks for Emmanuel Sanders and D Ford. And I don't think they're going to do that uh, or can't do it as often. Is Otherwise, they're just going to be thin. So out of all these teams, I mean, the Eagles are the only ones that kind of like uh, the Cowboys have no room, and also they've got to handle Dak Prescott. So, okay, so let's just say we play. If you think that we play and no fans, that means all these teams are missing out on concessions and everything else. And so there's all that revenue. Concessions, tickets, all that shit they're missing out on. And these teams, like, the the revenue, and I think I talked about this on on, uh, a previous pod, the revenue for, like, the Packers, who aren't on this list, but the revenue for the Packers is called a half a billion dollars a year. But their profit on that is only 30 million. And sure, some of that is, like, stadium upkeep which you still got to do even if the even if the uh season's canceled but you don't have to pay you know parking lot attendance and shit like that but still you know these these teams make profit and i mean 30 million dollars over the course of a season it's like 2 million dollars it's like these are you know 30 million on a 500 dollar million in revenue it's not great margins And so, could the Cowboys swallow it? Sure, but now the you know the Cowboys are in a much better shape because they make so much more money, but they're also strapped and right up under the cap because they've been spending money like crazy the last couple of years. I mean, if you're Cowboys fans, would you rather have Jamal Adams right now? Because you could have Jamal Adams right now if you hadn't signed Zeke to the extension. Just saying. Deal might have already been done. 
So then it becomes, okay. So, and again, COVID is the linchpin to all of this. Because if the salary cap is going to shrink, then all of these really good teams that are up against the cap anyway, they have to figure out they're going to have to lose good players. All right. But what about college? Because the NCAA is going to have a really hard time saying, okay, student students, non-athlete students, you guys shouldn't come to school because it's dangerous. But student athletes, you have to come to school because we need money. And now, do I think the NCAA is is uh, capable of trying to of attempting that argument? Yeah, I think they're fucking scumbags. So, student students, non athlete students, you stay home, you take classes over the internet, but student athletes, you guys have to come. Specifically, football and basketball, you guys have to come and risk your health. And so I don't think that's necessarily going to fly. I really don't, especially with the way that the country is operating right now. I think that everybody is too tuned in to exploitation. And I think the NCAA might be the next thing to fall. The If the players start their own league, like I talked about on previous pod, well, you know. Anything's possible. They won't, but you get where I'm going. The um, so what happens then? So, okay, so sure, fine. I don't give a shit because I don't like college football. We still get the NFL. We lose that on college. But are you really trading for draft picks in the 2021 draft if there's no college football season? All of these guys will be 18 months without picking up a football. When you're drafting them, when you're committing millions of dollars to them, they will have gone a year, year and a half without touching a football. They might be in great shape, but you're missing out on a year's worth of how many players rise up the draft boards based off their performance that season. A lot. These guys are so young and like moldable and like one thing clicks in your head and all of a sudden you're, you know, a top 15 pick instead of being a fifth round pick. So if you're a team, are you really anxious to trade your best player that you've got under control for the next three years? Again, year four, fifth year option, franchise tag. Got them under control for the next three years, but you're going to give that up for a shitty first round pick at the back end just so you can draft a guy that you haven't seen play football in 18 months? This is all COVID related. All of it. I would not, if you're Jets fans, listen, if you're a Jets fan, you should be expecting disappointment anyways. Adam Gaze is your coach. But Jets fans might be able to get out of this 
is if COVID wipes out the season and they just say, you know what? Gaze is still, Gaze just ain't it. They move on. You get, you start fresh. You still have Jamal Adams for another two years. Because you know this this year is this year is going to count towards their. They might not get paid, but it is going to count. That's going to be the, the you know when they, when they're arbitrating all this. Their contract year will lapse even if they don't get paid. And I think there's like a twenty percent chance we don't get football. Um, but what would the Jets want? For a trade. So DeForest Buckner was the seventh pick in 2016. And the 49ers just traded him a few months back prior to the draft for the 13th pick in the same, in this year's draft. Why would the Jets trade the... now? And Jamal Adams was taken one spot earlier, one year later. So the sixth pick in 2017. Why would the Jets take a pick in the late 20s? Like in the very late 20s, when it's like Niners, Chiefs, Ravens, those are the teams that are up there. Why would they take that pick? There's no way the Jets are trading. And again, it's a guy with a, there's a ton of control here. Because the team that trades for him, they get the fourth year, they get the fifth year, they get the franchise tag. So this that team has no obligation to sign him to a long-term deal. He'll want one. But they're under no obligation to do it. So I don't think that Jamal Adams gets traded until we get a lot more clarity on COVID. Because whether or not we're playing football this year, whether or not fans are going to be allowed at the stadium, whether or not, even if they're allowed, whether or not they actually show up, all of that is up in the air right now. And you can't take your best defensive player and make trades for him knowing all this right now. If they could get younger and approximate value. Right? So if the Jets could trade him for a safety taken in the first round of this year's draft. They would probably do that. Take the risk on the player, get longer control, and get rid of a headache. I can imagine them doing that. But that's a player-for-player swap. And if you've got, and none of these teams, right, None of these teams that Jamal Adams says he wants to go to kind of have commensurate, like they don't have players that fit that profile. They've either got guys they've just committed to, like Quandry Diggs, uh, you know, Darius Slay plays cornerback, but Darius Slay in, in, for the Eagles. Um, the Niners like Jimmy Warden, Jaquaski Tart. Uh, the Chiefs like. Honey Badger, obviously. The Ravens like Earl Thomas. And the other guy they got. So all these teams like their teams. They performed well. They don't, you know, 
The Ravens were the number one seed. The Niners and Chiefs made the Super Bowl with their existing secondary. There's not a whole lot of, I think, momentum towards dealing draft picks and having to pay X amount of money out of pocket to make this happen. So I don't think there's a market for him. I don't think there's a market for him where he says he wants to go. I don't think the Jets would want to trade him to one of those teams anyways because the compensation isn't going to be good. So if a deal is going to get done, I think the co- I think next year at this time is the most likely time for it to get done. COVID will probably shaken itself out. Uh, maybe there's a vaccine. Who knows? COVID shakes itself out. And they're trading him going into his fifth season, which is right where the Niners traded DeForest Buckner. And they got back, you know, a, a commensurate first round pick, mid middle of the middle of the first round. And I think that should be what the I think that's what's gonna happen. I think this time next year, I'll be doing, let's see here. This is pod number 50. Can't believe that. Um, pod number 50. So five a week. So we might be on pod 300 the next time we get this close to Jamal Adams being traded. That's if I do five a week for the next 52 weeks. Sounds like a lot. Damn, I can't believe I'd like, I'm at 50 podcasts. Um, so I don't see any of this happening right now. I don't think the market's there. I don't think Jamal Adams is going to approve a trade to a shitty team. Because if he's going to be on a shitty team, he might as well stay with the one he's at. And uh, I also don't think teams are that willing to bring on a guy who wants a big deal right in the middle of a time where the salary cap is this in question. So those are my thoughts on the Jamal Adams news. Thanks for listening. If you've made it this far, I appreciate it. I hope you liked what I had to say. If you didn't like it, I hope you come back next week and hear more of the stupid shit that comes out of my mouth. Thanks for listening. Go ahead, like, subscribe, review, whatever you got to do. Help me get that podcast clout. Thanks, guys. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash blue wire.
No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.